Hi, this is Taylor Rotwell back with another Laravel snippet. It is May 31st here in the office, just wrapping up another week of working on Laravel. Uh, been doing some interesting stuff, I guess, this week. Uh, I started extracting uh, some of the UI scaffolding stuff out of the core of Laravel into a Laravel slash UI composer repository. So the goal there is just to make Laravel a little slimmer out of the box and uh, allow you to just pull in that UI scaffolding if you need it. And I'd also like to flesh it out a little bit, maybe with a Tailwind preset and uh, a few other improvements. It's also nice to have things in a separate package sometimes because you can version them separately from the main framework so that we can release new major versions of that UI scaffolding without really requiring a new major version of the framework itself. So that's kind of nice to be able to develop those things and sort of iterate on those things independently. Uh, Dries is continuing to work on just GitHub management and also Cashier version 10, which... Uh, handles a lot of the new European regulation uh, that Stripe has been talking about quite a bit, uh, the SCA regulation and um, a few other things. So it's kind of a pain in the butt, but <laughs> he's been uh, hacking on that for a while now and uh, hopefully have that ready to go you know, in the coming months. And uh, still uh, prepping for Laracon 2019. I've basically wrapped up uh, the big project I was working on to unveil at Laracon 2019. Probably wrapped it up a couple weeks ago, really. And um, now it's just a matter of just sort of uh, documentation, I guess. I'd like to write some really good documentation around this project. And I think I'll probably use ViewPress uh, to do that again, kind of like I did uh, for the Nova Docs. It's a pretty nice little system um, if you need to write some basic documentation. I get asked a lot what the Laravel.com documentation runs on, and that's actually uh, just built entirely in Markdown and then sort of a custom uh, backend for that where we just render the Markdown to HTML on the backend. And, of course, it's cached uh, via Cloudflare. Uh, but it's actually just sort of a homegrown system that works pretty well for us and kind of fits our specific needs. There's been some interesting developments in the open source world with GitHub announcing at uh, their latest big conference, conference that they're going to be building in sponsorships into GitHub to where you can sponsor uh, your favorite developers or your developers that work on things that you use a lot, I guess. Um, sort of interesting to have that baked right into GitHub. Um, open source monetization has been something that gets discussed a lot and is really very rarely uh, successfully executed. Um, it's just hard uh, to really get much uh, support there using just donations. I know uh, Frank Dejonga, who um, maintains Fly System, which Laravel uses, recently shut down his Patreon after just not just not really getting any momentum there. Um, Laravel was actually the biggest contributor uh, to that Patreon. We also contribute $500 a month, actually, to Vue.js uh, via Evan Yu's Patreon. And we've supported a few other uh, open source things in the past. It's just hard, and I'm not sure I have a great answer for how to do that successfully. Um, I don't feel like that comparing what I or Evan Yu have done on our Patreons is really an applicable comparison to what most people are trying to do when they monetize open source because Evan, you and I are uh, we're really the only two I'm aware of that have made substantial amounts of money on open source donations. But I think it's probably incorrect to even look at them as donations because 
both of us have very high dollar tiers, which come with advertising spots on the website and also sort of partnerships on the website, as well as um, mine, at least the higher tiers can have a video call once a month uh, with me. But mainly we're selling advertising on the open source websites, which receive a lot of traffic, which to me is a little more of like selling a product versus just asking for donations for, you know, work to be done. And I think it's a little nicer because there's sort of a clear cut. um, Here's what you get for sponsoring. Whereas with open source donations, you know, I see a lot of people say like, you know, donate so that we can make releases faster. But I think that's rarely the case that the donations actually change anything about the development of the open source project. Because, you know, even if someone does good on their open source donations, they're maybe making three or four hundred dollars a month. And I feel like that would be considered to be pretty successful uh, for most developers in terms of open source donations. But that's not for most people um, uh, developing software. That's not really enough money to sort of substantially change their behavior in terms of how they develop the software. It's not like they can quit their job uh, in most cases or even go to, I don't, I don't know, maybe not even go to like four days a week on that amount of money. So you know, it's hard to say there's just, uh, most people are just giving a few bucks, uh, to be nice because they use their software and, you know, it's hard to sort of get enough people to do that, to have any kind of substantial headway there in terms of working full time on a project. And I think there's also just very few projects that sort of are in the position to make that kind of, uh, big monetization. You know, you basically need to be sort of a framework of sorts that powers, sort of the whole underbelly of applications, um, you know, something like a view or a react or a Laravel or a symphony or a rails. Those are things I think that can command pretty large open source sponsorships and donations. You know, it's hard to do, which is sort of a, uh, just sort of an arbitrary open source library, you know, uh, say just for example, I don't, I don't think they have a Patreon, but say like a date parsing library, it feels like it would be hard to monetize that in any significant way, because I don't think people look at it as sort of irreplaceable in terms of their application architecture, whereas people build their entire apps on top of these other frameworks, whether they're server side or client side. Anyway, but hopefully, I mean, hey, I have a couple hundred bucks a month for, for to work on open source is better than nothing. So hopefully it's successful to people. Um, you know, it's also kind of one thought uh, my buddy Adam Wathen mentioned, you know, is it's you can only make a sponsorship from sort of an individual GitHub account. So it'd be interesting to see how that plays out in terms of companies wanting to sponsor and, you know, how to deal with invoicing and sort of tax documents for that. Uh, but anyway, pretty cool development, I guess. And uh, I think a lot of people are excited about it. And I hope it I hope it really works out well for people. And if it does, I'll probably, of course, uh, try to use it myself instead of Patreon. So other than that, I'm just gearing up for uh, Laracon 2019 here in just, uh, what, maybe a month and a half or a couple months. Uh, we do have some tickets available just because when we get close to the conference, you know, that's when some cancellations start coming in. People can't get their visas from overseas or their work budget gets cut back. So I have released a few more tickets out there. Um, if you go to Laracon.us, you can go ahead and check that out. We'll have a couple big announcements actually at Laracon. So um, if you haven't got the ticket, there's still time to do that. And, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a fun time. One cool thing actually I got recently is I got an Oculus quest, which is a VR headset. 
And uh, it's really the first time I've been super impressed by VR. I've done VR in the past, just on like PlayStation VR. And it felt like there was kind of a lot of wires and it didn't feel like super immersive to me. But with Oculus Quest, since it's totally wireless and sort of its own standalone system, uh, it's really cool. I've been playing Beat Saber and Super Hot VR, and the ability to just walk around freely without worrying about wires or anything like that is just really crazy, especially on Super Hot VR. Uh, I think I'll go ahead and snag maybe another one of those headsets for a Laracon prize and maybe get another, uh, a couple other cool prizes as well. So go ahead and get your tickets for that, and uh, hopefully I'll see you in July. Other than that, I'll uh, probably be back next week. I've got a family vacation coming up. Uh, so next week will probably be my last snippet for a couple weeks. Uh, and then I'll get back in the saddle and, and be back every week. All right. See you then.